Joseph arrived at the city library an hour early for the meeting. Greek columns rose in the dark sky like an ancient monument and yellow lights hung between them. There were no riots tonight. In fact, everything was back to normal in the city and apart from some broken windows and rubbish in the streets, some broken street signs and the charred shadows of burnt cars, everything was like it had always been in the city. The trains ran. The streets were full of cars. People moved about with their briefcases heading home. Things were in order. He walked up to the steps of the library and went through the huge iron doors into a classical reception area. Internal glass doors were frosted with the words, City Library, and the large door handles were gold and shone with the thousands of hands that had rubbed them over the years. The library impressed Joseph with its huge and intimidating presence. The entrance led to shelves with thousands of books upon them. Joseph stood in the door and looked down into the building. Red carpet steps led to the books and tables with little lamps upon them. Hundreds of people sat there studying, writing on personal computers and leafing through newspapers. They all had their heads down in silent thought while being bathed in bright clean white lights. It was beautiful. The board stood in front of him, setting out the directions. To the left, up a flight of stairs sat the research rooms, the Museum of History, and the Macquarie Lecture Theater. To his right, up another identical set of red carpet stairs, was the Cinema Lecture Theater too, War Memorial Room, and the Tutorial Rooms. Joseph looked at his watch. It read exactly 6 p.m., and leaping two steps with each bound, he climbed the stairs to his right. The War Memorial Room doors opened and Joseph walked through into a large room with lecture hall seating. Along the walls were glass cabinets full of historical documents, photographs, models, dioramas, and weapons. Down the front sat a stage with a blood-red curtain behind it. The curtain looked too big for the room. Its heavy material was bunched together like an accordion. It appeared like a flag of some aggressive foreign nation. A man sat upon the stool, on the stage, going through a pile of papers and reading something aloud to himself. No one else was there. All the lights were making the room bright. The man on stage coughed, and the cough echoed around the room perfectly. It was hot, and Joseph was glad he wore his thin blue coat and not his heavy army coat. Joseph worked his way through the displays until he came to the front of the theater. He crossed the room, walking past the stage to see the display on the other side. Hello! The man on the stage yelled down, Are you here for the ex-service meeting tonight? Are you a veteran? Joseph looked up at the man on stage. He had dark hair, wore glasses, and was extremely round. His body and head looked like two balls atop one another. Yes, I'm Joseph Starling. I was in the army and I fought overseas. I'm Les Hall. I got your email today. Les came to the edge of the stage and carefully rolled down the stairs to shake Joseph's hand. I'm very glad you can make it tonight. It's a good group of people. We have Navy, Air Force, and a lot of Army people, both men and women. Les winked at him. Joseph could not be sure why. Maybe it was a nervous flinch. What we do, how the meetings are usually run is, we take our seats, and I open with a talk on news, recent events, and club activities. We will then open the floor for members to come and talk. Some people talk about activities they're organizing or about reunions. Occasionally, someone will read some poetry or something, and then we head down to the club for something to eat and drink. Where is the Thales Club? Thelios Club, Les corrected him. 
Yeah. It's handy because it's across the street. Right. And I'll talk to you later at the club. Uh, can you make it to the club later? Yes. Oh. Les turned back towards Joseph and winked again. Did you hear the terrible news that happened tonight? No. A soldier just outside the barracks in the city was stabbed to death by two men. The soldier was minding his own business in the street. Then these two enemy sympathizers attacked him and stabbed him to death. They've been arrested but said they did it to bring the fight to us in our own homes. Les began to wink out of control. He winked and winked ferociously. There are enemies in our own country and we are doing nothing to stop them. All these protesters, all these rioters, they are enemies of the country. They are insurgents and saboteurs and we do nothing to stop them. Now they're killing our own soldiers here in our backyard.